What's going on, everybody? Another episode of Verbal Garbage coming at you hot and live. Uh, second week consecutive now. We're we're really catching steam this time, you know. And this week we're bringing, we're introducing Frisky Fred, as you know. A little bit of uh, the alter ego. Fred was kind of my dream name. And the buttons are getting pushed every day, so we're starting to give birth to a whole new specimen. And uh, he's angry, he's loud, he's mean. He's relentless, and he really doesn't care. So just to give you guys this little little glimpse, we've talked about work here and there, obviously, and what I do, and providing a service, selling tools, all the blah, blah, blah. So, like, just imagine you're, you're a mechanic, and you use sockets every day, you use wrenches every day, you use screwdrivers, a ratchet, you use all the basic tools. And when my brand of tools breaks that I go – that I sell, that I go and service them and warranty out ones. And if they have a broken screwdriver, I replace the tip. And if they have broken sockets, I have individual ones and I swap them out. And been on had a been having a little bit of issue getting getting product. So a lot of these guys are waiting for one or two things for long periods of time. And I've kind of explained the situation nicely and politely. I continue to show up despite not having such such luxuries as I've stated and just really, really starting to face some verbal mental abuse these last couple of weeks at an all time high. And it's time we stand up, you know, Jersey stand up, the people's going to fight. And uh, today is a beautiful Monday. Last week I talked about, I'm not obviously bragging by any means because plenty of you out there are way more off in better situations, but I'm just saying that, Personally, for me, it's been a nice accomplishment. Last week, I got biggest paycheck of my life. And then this week, I I really turned it up a notch. And so I've been feeling good, but it's kind of been bittersweet. Like I said, best times have been met with some cloudy days. And these grease monkeys are really putting up a fight. So guy today comes on who's never spent a damn dollar with me. And which... Trust me, it's not all about that for me. I'm all about service and service with a smile and being super kind and polite and finding what people need. But homeboy comes on the truck and just right away has an attitude. I ask his name. I look it up. See, I've got some on order from like a month, month and a half ago. And I understand the plight. I do. But he he proceeds to just get negative right away and start voicing threats such as taking his business to a competitor, which I'll admit, maybe I flew off the handles a little bit quickly, but boy, did I fly off them. Uh, four or five guys in the truck, and I you know, proceeded to wish him well upon his threat, and I took it seriously, and I said, please go give him your business and don't come back on my truck. When your socket comes in, I'll, I'll bring it to you. You don't have to worry about it, but, you know, and I'm paraphrasing. So it was a fun day. We've been we've been really turning product. A lot of roll cards have been going on the loose. So roll cards for those you don't know, like mobile storage, you know, a little toolbox that you can push around that obviously you can push all of them around, but these little roll cards are a little bit easier to move around and commonly found in your grandfather's garage. You know, if you look in there, he's got a little toolbox that's considered a roll cart. So yeah, um, there's the dogs uh, over the weekend. Not much to be said. Just caught up with some of my boys, played some Xbox. Uh, 
had a good time about it. Watch watch some golf. You know, just the little things. And um just got word from one of my my close lifetime friends, uh actually a, a cousin of like one of my best friends. And me and these twins have really developed something special over the years. And he reached out to me to say that uh I won't call her quite a sister, but someone who's very close to me, Carrie Lembo. Congratulations. Got engaged. Our boy Nick uh, was brave enough to pop the question and when young William Nugent sprung the news on me, I was demanding more details. And, you know, he even said, oh, maybe they'll come on. The I knew they wouldn't going to come on. Even if I asked, I didn't have the nerve. He's carries a big superstar these days. And I don't like being shut down, especially by close family like that. If That really would have stung. So I hope you're listening, girl. And congratulations. You know, the questions I were, I just had so many, like, stupid questions, you know, barefoot open-toed sandals were we wearing some thong, thong sandals or, or was it a day at the beach and it was sprung was it a little you know I, I'm missing a lot of details guys and for Nick like did you have a plan if the question didn't go as, as planned you know it's a scary thought but we got to be able to pick ourselves up in pieces uh far from experience in real life in that realm but I've watched more than enough reality television to to judge some reactions at the altar and I've seen every kind you can imagine. I just hope our boy had a plan in place, but I've met him once. Great head on his shoulders, smart man, chiseled jawline, very intelligent. And I'm sure he had the judgment to think if this isn't a sure shot, I'm not going to do it. And congratulations. And, uh, Billy Nugent, shout out to you. You're like a little, uh, a little booking agent of mine. Maybe you can get some guests from Penn State, any random frat bro, and have them on here, and I'd love to talk talk fraternity life, you know? Get a little peek inside of that world for me and some of my my outsider friends that have no idea what that, that Phi, King, Phi Kappa Sigma life is like. And I just like to dive deep, so... You know, other than that, there's just been some news that I haven't been able to cover and a lot of juicy stuff, you know, that we've briefly covered the Chinese spy balloon. We've got the the train derailments going on. We've got the NBA all-star weekend just passed. And, uh, you know, Carl Malone, his face was shown. And somehow I had missed the fact that when he was 20, he got a 13 year old pregnant and, um, he's just out roaming the streets you know, I think one of my friends today had mentioned something about that kid might have went on to go to the NFL or something crazy like that. But uh, it's the weird time, weird world we're living in, you know, and you kind of wonder why the NBA hasn't really welcomed him with open arms. Well, now I see why, right? But one thing the NBA has taken a, a leap of faith in and really restored my faith in humanity is our boy Myers Leonard is he's getting to try out guys uh he's you know a couple years ago he was on Twitch and Milwaukee Bucks are giving him a chance one of the best teams in the NBA with one of the best players he was uh playing Call of Duty and I'll get to that in a second but playing out with a friend and 
made the mistake of being a famous NBA player and recording himself playing, but these things happen, and he was caught on a hot mic saying uh, it was a Jewish racial or Jewish epithet, Jewish slur, anti-Semitic slur. How about that? That rhymes with Mike. You know, my friend Mike is a real Jewish blank. Um, So he said that, and, you know, he's been banished from the NBA for two years. So talk about cancel culture. I mean, can we be honest? I mean, if I was ever caught on my Xbox microphone saying something, I would, I'd be in jail. There's, there's simply no doubt about it. Listen, I slip up and comedy is the number one priority for me. So I'm going to say things chasing a laugh. And sometimes after the fact, I realize, holy crud, what did I just say? But, you know, our boy Myers, he's 30 years old, just an absolute spring chicken. And just to be in the predicament he's been in where, granted, you make plenty of money in the NBA in one year, let alone six, seven years that he was in. But, you know, he's worked with several Jewish organizations to fight the anti-Semitism and Milwaukee Bucks are giving him a, sh- a shot. So I'm really happy about that. Um, you know, I'm not condoning his use of the word, obviously, but like I said, some of the stuff, you know, when I started playing Xbox, this whole Fred thing, we're an open book on here. Let's just, let's call a spade a spade. The whole Fred thing was birthed by me. Like, I can't remember. We would, we would play. We have a four man squad. It's myself, my brother, my friend, Jason, my friend, Sharif. And when we play this game, we, uh, let's say there were three out of four of us could play, you know, we would get a fourth member of the squad and we wouldn't know who he was. And we would, we would call him Johnny Rando. And sometimes we would pretend like we wouldn't know each other. And instead of calling myself Frank, I started calling myself Fred and I call my brother, Kurt Crystal or Christine or Chris, Chris or Craig, just any kind of alter ego. And Fred really had wings and Fred really stuck. So now my Xbox name is Fred corn. And, you know, I tell people I'm a, a guy from Nebraska that's just harvesting the finest corn. Sometimes they believe me, sometimes they don't. My point is, you can't really hold people super accountable for what they say online, especially when they're playing a video game. They're just having fun. And like I said, Lord knows that I've been a naughty boy online and just saying some some atrocious stuff. And I try, I try. I'm going to make a, make peace with that and try to be better, but I'm also not on Twitch streaming. Although I've thought about doing some kind of thing where I I talk and then I watch my friend Jason play and I commentate while he plays, but his his skill and his game has really taken a, a serious nosedive in these last couple of weeks. So once upon a time he merited for that, but nowadays I just I don't think so. Um I just realized that I couldn't get Kurt's dog inside from earlier. So Jackson was able to come in with me at one point, but Scout is still out there barking. And I think I'm going to pause the recording. All right. So on one hand, the dog issue has been solved. But on the other hand, uh, that problem will certainly transfer inside and the barking will. It's not going to subside anytime soon, guys. And we're going to deal with that. But as a verbal garbage tradition, we roll on and we ride with the punches. So, um, you know, we've talked. Shout out again to Carrie and Nick on the engagement. Can't wait for my wedding invite. It's going to be delicious. The food, you know, if there's one thing I've come to see about 
a Nugent slash Lumbo wedding is the uh, they know how to have a good time. I wasn't unfortunately able to make it to my boy Matt's, but Brian, my boy, <laughs> was that one for the ages? You know, the Ritz Carlton Philadelphia guys, the the appetizers, the drinks, every little last little bit of kibble was just just insane. Like if I if there's one thing I really believe in, it's liners for coat pockets and such. Like recently when I've been using this crock pot and boy, have I been absolutely killing with it, but there's these little crock pot liners. So instead of just putting stuff directly in the crock pot, there's like essentially a plastic cover that you put over it and then you put the food in there. So the cleaning process is extremely minimal, if any at that. So like, if there were any time for jacket liners and stuff where I have, you know, my suit jacket, but I have a giant pouch in there with a liner. This wedding would have been tailor-made for that. I mean, there were individual cheesesteaks. There were Philly soft pretzels, chicken, ten- like just the after party at night went upstairs in the Ritz Carlton somewhere. And, you know, your boy was just drinking the old fashions and ripping that pen to an all time an all time high. I was, as some of you may remember, uh, the first guest ever on the podcast, Mr. Reed. Uh, we had a beautiful heart-to-heart moment out in the Philly streets. And, you know, just a night I'll never forget. <laughs> it was just an amazing wedding. And just other than beautiful love being celebrated and that that beautiful couple, Brian and Dana, have went on to have a baby since then and a few, few months into that now. So, and that's the sister. I mean, Carrie is the sister of Brian, for all you who don't know. So it's... uh. It's really a time, you know, all three of the kids are are married and engaged or whatever. And Christopher, where are you at, dog? <laughs> Don't be like your Uncle Fred here. <laughs> you know, we got we got Jill and Kurt, you know, Kurt's happily engaged. Jill's happily married with the baby. And Uncle Fred's sitting here just uh, thinking of some current events to talk about on the Verbal Garbage Show. So, you know, one that caught my eye. uh couple anyways uh yeah that wedding brian just incredible top of the line um so carrie you know what to do call on the big dogs do whatever you got to do but this one's gonna uh this one's got to be special okay nugents we'll see you there and still not giving up on the dreams of getting any member of the nugent slash limbo clan on here shout yourselves out volunteer yourselves i'm too scared to ask so we're talking about current events, guys, and we got a Florida man one for you. Okay. Allow me. So for those of you who watch it, I am blessing you with the shared screen feature on the Instagram where I have a folder, you know, for podcast videos and podcast stories and headline Florida man Friday, Florida man bites off Python's head in a fight. So our boy, uh, and honestly, he looks like he could be one of my Snapball customers. Uh, wait, does that guy owe me money? I think I sold him a ratchet and only collected the tax on it. And he still owes me 118 bucks. Oh my, never mind. Um, no, honestly, I'm I'm actually kind of worried. 32 years old. That's my absolute. That's that's literally my clientele. Like 18 to 36 is peak. You know, we got some 38 year olds trickling in, some 42 year olds dropping some business here and there. But Freddie's really making his money on the 28 year olds, 24 year olds, the 22. You know, the the young kids are keeping me fresh with the language. Uh, some I learned another one today, but I can't remember it already. But so yeah, there was a fight in Florida that broke out. Uh 
And the officers responded to a domestic dispute between a man and a woman in an apartment complex in Cutler Bay. <laughs> Pretty apropos name, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Cutler, head, cut, head, off. Um, okay, police reported screaming inside the apartment before the female shouted for police to just kick the door in. So I imagine they were doing the old deputy dangle, the sheriff's department. Uh, the man blocked the officers from entering and briefly held the woman against her will. An officer tried to use a taser on him after he refused orders to come out with his hands up, but was unable to subdue him. 32-year-old Florida man, like I said, probably one of my customers, was arrested for felony charge including animal cruelty after they encountered the woman's decapitated pet python. So, where do we go from here? Water break? Now, was this a domestic dispute or was this a a uh, cross species dispute, if you will? Um, my man does not like he's speaking parcel tongue, but you don't judge a book by its cover at this point in life. Who's to say that this uh this guy wasn't able to get a few of the words in that our boy Harry once spoke? But I mean, was he arguing with his girlfriend? Was he argue like is it is it his girlfriend? Was it his sister? Like we just don't have enough details here, but like he's fighting a python and biting the python's head off. So what are you doing if you see a python? Are you biting its head off? Me? No. Um we talked about the Super Bowl heartbreak a couple weeks ago, and uh, this is a, a pretty crazy story, but it's true. So I was just all time stoned to the gills, three to four, three to four peas deep before the drive home. And, you know, we get into the car. We got my big, tough alpha male law enforcement brother sitting beside me in passenger seat, liquored up. I'm the designated driver, but am I designated? I don't know. I'm fully competent and fully aware, but some little things will throw you off, right? It's I can do the bong hits all day. It's not going to make me tweak at all, but a snake, any kind of little thing like that will sure do the trick. And uh, so what happens? I'm putting the car, you know, I'm driving. I'm right down the street from where we're leaving. Shout out to Neil. Thanks for the hospitality. Great party again. Um, and I notice a little, a little movement right near my, you know, my front windshield and the little air vents coming up where the windshield meets the, you know what I'm talking about. Body shop guys, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so anyways, there's movement. I, I look up and I see it. Okay, it's a spider. Okay, not a huge deal. I just look over. I say, hey, hey, man, it's a spider. Like, if you weren't here, I would take care of it. But you're here. You mind just killing it? We're still in the neighborhood street, so no big deal. Put the car in park. My sweet little Kia. Put the Kia in park and... um. Do a little bit of a Chinese fire drill. He comes over to this driver's side and he's looking for it. And now, you know, for those of you who don't know my brother, he's he's got a bit of a a questionable past, if you will. Um, he ruled the animal kingdom as far as the the carnivore side of things, and it's amazing how timing works because that's probably him pulling up to his house right now as I record, slandering him about this, but um let's just deal with the dog bark. It, it adds a little effect to the story. So, you know, his, his past can be put into question as far as growing up, eating a two pound bag of chicken wings for breakfast when we're young. And then 
transforming into a full-grown vegan, and then coming back into the carnivore chain. So, you know, he has some conflated thoughts and conflated opinions, and he sees a spider. He knows it's a living, breathing organism and an arachnid at that, and proceeds to grab one of its legs and try to relocate it into the wild, Billy the Exterminator style. What he fails to do is maintain the leg and fully excavate and extract. So the spider just, poof, lands. Out of sight, out of mind. Well, out of mind, not so much. I go into just a full-blown panic. Um, You know, I don't see the spider in the car, so I immediately take off my little pullover, my shirt, my belt. I'm just flaking everything in the air, freaking out, shaking my legs, and... I don't know if any of you guys have ever like bugged out like that, but when you're scared of bugs like I am, and for those of you who haven't heard the theory that my dad has told me and we've passed down to the family, and it's it's just full-blown fact at this point. It's not even a theory that when my mom was pregnant with me, she would see bugs and freak out and like see a thing and scream, and my dad would say, like, you're going to screw that baby up if you keep doing that. So she had me, destroyed me. Um, it, as all of you guys know, you can just tell there are so many issues going on, undiagnosed little flies feathering around in my little brain, and we're trying to figure it out, but coming on here and talking is just a great way for you to diagnose me through the airwaves, so feel free to send me your diagnosis via Instagram DM, and we'll talk about it. Um, But yeah, so by the time my brother Kurt was in her womb, she would correct her mistakes and not do so much and he came out fearless coincidence i think not so anyways i'm literally bugging the fuck out higher than hell like shaking freaking out swatting my body just going crazy and i'm telling him that i i'm not driving home i can't do it like until we find the spider i'm not going anywhere and you both you guys know both of us like we're always carrying around flashlights everywhere we go so we're both like having our flashlights looking at every crevice of the car we don't see it and he just like puts on his little Navy SEAL hat and his little don't tread on me flag is just waving in the wind and pretty much gets his drill side, drill instructor side of him out and just starts yelling at me that, listen, you're going to fucking focus. You're going to forget about the fucking bug and you're going to drive home and you're going to fucking forget about it. All right. Look at me. Look at me. You got it. Well, goddamn. I felt like Ray Lewis ready to just run through a brick wall and tackle some motherfuckers. And I fucking got in that Kia with my little push to start piece of shit, you know, drove it home and, Ended up seeing the spider right when I pulled into his driveway at home. He killed it. He went out. I took a celebratory bottle pack and went to bed. So, yeah, that's that current event. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Thought that was pretty good. Um, next one. We don't need to go super deep into this one, but it's a couple of weeks old, but I figured I didn't mention it yet. So, for those of you who are listening um i'm sorry you're not going to be able to get this this visual this absolutely beautiful visual but if you're on you know i don't know what minute point we're at right now but it's worth just seeing the picture or google in the story um what a break you know and in these infancy days of the verbal garbage pod with no editor no editing process no no nothing no producer we're gonna we're gonna leave the rough cuts in. We're gonna leave the dog barks. We're gonna leave the you knows. We're gonna leave the the water gulps with the giant stainless steel vessel. They're all gonna be in here. So one day maybe I'll get like my uh 
my boys, the Vespi brothers, and have a beautiful production. I they had a video up the other day. They do a shout out to the Rams Bros podcast, Rams Bros the Pod. Um, so guys really have done an amazing job building an audience, having one real like they just cover LA Rams football and they do a phenomenal job of sticking to it and like I said, building an audience, having a real big following out there and huge inspiration to me. One of the big inspirations for me to start a podcast because when you don't know anyone that does it, it seems super weird. And then when you know one one uh, friend, or in this case, two brothers that I grew up friends with, they're out there doing their thing. They're successful. They're having fun, doing their passion. That's what this is about for me, just having fun, listening back, trying to make myself laugh, trying to make you guys laugh, just cover some everyday life topics and you know, picking picking the brains of average day people. Um, you know, the other day I was at jujitsu on a Saturday morning getting some rolls in and just talking to some guy and you know, I had him in a pretty nice series of little chokes. I couldn't finish him. He got me a couple times. I couldn't get him. And at one point he told me he thought he was in deep water with one of my choke attempts and right away I was like, Oh my God, where are you from in the Northeast? And then that spawned like a twenty five minute conversation about, you know, we both work in sales. He does uh like industrial equipment sales for in Baltimore. So we were just shooting the shit for a long time. And I just find myself so, so fascinated by the everyday working man and woman, you know, out there just doing unheralded, unheralded jobs that aren't spoken about. So uh, that's really something I'm trying to work at is just getting people from all walks of life on here. And once we get back into the, the crib, like I talked about, I'm going to try to, turn my my bedroom into just a podcast studio where I come in, ride a Peloton, record a podcast and sleep all in one. So it's gonna be gonna be what we're planning. Um but yeah, Will, shout out to you. Great conversation. Uh hope you get to move down here soon. And you know, he's traveling every single weekend. He lives in Baltimore, works in Baltimore, but his family's down here, so he's working and then he comes to see his wife and his son on the weekends, Thursday to Sunday. And just to travel back home into the cold dead of winter. And then, you know, it's just, it's gotta be tough where we're playing golf all year round and just having a good, good old time. So despite the hurricane, you know, people still want to live here. The traffic is just at an all time high and it just doesn't ever seem to be getting any better. So hopefully some big things to come ahead, just as far as a wide array of guests, I'm trying to get all different kinds of people on here and just, just talk, you know, the everyday job, working remote, driving a truck, door-to-door sales, uh, customer service, tech tech jobs, financing jobs, anything. Like, I want, to, I want to talk to you and I want to tell you a story. So this job, uh, don't know how to read the foreign currency signs like a retard. So man who spent, let's call it yen, and I'm not being a racist, but uh, they're from Tokyo. What do you know? <laughs> man who spent 19,000 yen to become a wolf, in quotes, just wants to be free of human relationships. Well, now, can we understand our boy a little bit here? I mean, I hope I'm not misgendering this wolf. There's probably a wolf pronoun that I'm missing out on, but we'll get to the story in a second here. But, um, oh, it's a long one. Let's, let's test the old reading skills, guys. So, yes, you read that right. A man who forked out a whopping 19,000 yen for a highly realistic bespoke wolf suit says when he wears it, he no longer feels human. All right, now, real quick, let's do some research. Let's convert this sense of currency 
to American dollars. So we can all really understand what our boy is talking here as far as surgery. Because, yeah, the headline looks cool, but do we really have an idea of what that to USD, to rupees? So it's 22 grand. Um, I'll call you back. Bye. Um, that was my sweet mother, and we don't ignore a phone call, and we keep the podcast pure, like I said. So our boy just dished out 22 grand to look like fucking... Fuck, I couldn't think of a wolf. God damn it. Uh... Toro Ueda, an engineer, brilliant man, I'm sure, from Tokyo, likes to relax and unwind by dining his wolf costume, which took four people seven weeks to create as it gives him a chance to escape his normal human life and embrace feeling like a wolf. Okay, so I thought this was like cosmetic surgery. This is more of a, it's just a, a costume. What a fucking, I'm sorry I'm even giving this guy any time of day. Anyone can buy a fucking costume, dude. He told the Times. When I wear my costume, I feel like I'm no longer human. I'm free of human relationships. All kind of trouble related to work and other thing, I can forget about them. Sorry, that was... I don't know what happened there. Uh, Ueda told the Times that none of his pals are into wearing costumes such as his, but they're happy for him to do his thing. Okay. Um, well, guys, I'm sorry I wasted your time in the story. It was complete horse dung, and I... Thought we had a little bit better of a lead there, but you know, sometimes they say bury the lead, and sometimes they say don't. And that time, you know, you, you went with an instinct, you thought you you had a story that was gonna be good, and just not so much. So um over the weekend, you know, the NBA All-Star game was on. I didn't watch the All-Star game, didn't watch the Saturday night, didn't watch the Friday night, it's just it's strange. I remember growing up, I used to go to the Poconos, uh, my grandparents' house for, you know, a snowboarding slash skiing weekend. We would watch the All-Star game. We would do the Jack Frost, big boulder night skiing thing. And as you get older, just it's not the All-Star game. Like, I just, I don't know. I just used to really care about it. It used to be so much fun. And they're saying, like, the dunk contest was, was brought back to life this year and all this stuff. I'm, I'm not buying it. I... Grant, the Sixers had a guy that came out and had a little bit of a coming out party, but he's just a guy that's been around as like a famous dunker. I don't think he's really going to have any valuable playing time with the Sixers and really going to contribute. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but in these situations, you know, guy that's just – I can think of the one guy a few years ago that was on the Jazz that was wearing braces. He won the dunk contest, and people thought he would end up being good, and he just – he wasn't, so – I don't know, really, really lost its luster over the years, but um, even even if the short episodes are going to be churning out, I'd rather just come on here and talk that shit for a couple minutes, and I don't have uh, a ton more to build on right now, but like I said, trying to give a timeline of when I might realistically be back on a more uh, conducive studio the lighting, the the equipment, everything needs to be upgraded, guys. So we're, we're working on it, and uh, I'm going to get there. But just want to put out another little piece, piece of joy, piece of entertainment. And for those of you who continue to ask about the podcast and all that, you don't know how much I appreciate you. The motivation is needed sometimes to get on here and record and something I need to do. It's something I want to do, something I love doing. And the more experiences I can go out and have, the more stories I get to tell. Um, 
we'll get my girlfriend back on here for some current events and such in a few weeks and we'll just get it cracking. So until then, that's verbal garbage and we out. All right. All right.